Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Stand Up For The Truth. We're going to tackle some news headlines a, a little later. Actually, we might get to them sooner. But um, just always remember this. I shared something on my Facebook yesterday, actually my Instagram or whatever, and a couple different accounts. Um, normal is not coming back, period. Jesus is, period. What he promised, he will fulfill, and he is going to come back. And, and we're talking about definitions of normal. What is normal anyway? Um, if you're a pro-lifer, uh, you would think maybe normal was before the year 1973 in Roe v. Wade. So uh, what is normal? Uh, they're handing out condoms to fifth graders now in uh, public schools in Chicago. We'll get to that story a little later. Is that normal? What is normal? Well, let's uh, we'll, we'll get to some of these stories in a minute. Also, YouTube deletes a Trump video. Surprise, surprise. They freezed, froze out the CPAC account. So no surprise, big tech is continuing to, to censor uh, people, conservatives, and a former president, which is astounding. But uh, we're going to open up in a minute, but I, I want to uh, play a clip from a recent interview um, over at uh, Fox News, Tucker Carlson with Mark Morano, today's guest. And I just want you to hear what we're going to be talking about right now. This is the climate activists were, first of all, jealous when the COVID lockdowns happened. They were beside themselves saying, how is this happening? Everyone from Greta Thunberg to John Kerry, UN officials. And then they started saying, we need to follow this. If we can shut down for a virus, we can shut down for climate. And that's what we're seeing. There's even academics in Australia proposing adding climate change to death certificates. And Bill Gates has said the death toll will be greater. So they're following every step of the way. And it's not just, you know, a, a professor here or someone in academia. We have a major UK report coming out. We have an international agency report that came out uh, calling for essentially the same type of lockdowns. Everything from restrictions on your thermostat to restrictions of moving. Uh, you know, you can only fly in a climate emergency when it's, quote, morally justifiable. You know, kind of like a lockdown, you have to justify going to the store for essential services. They're going after freedom of movement. They're going after private car ownership. They're going after uh, everything it means to be a free person and turning it over to the administrative state. And our guest today, Mark Morano, he's the publisher of the award-winning ClimateDepot.com. He's got a new book out called Green Fraud, Why the Green New Deal is Even Worse Than You Think. Now, ClimateDepot.com is a global warming and eco-news center founded in 2009, and that was the year that our guest, Mark Morano, was named one of only five, quote, criminals against humanity, against planet Earth itself, by the eco-magazine Grist. And uh, we're, we're going to talk about this issue, not only of climate change and the, quote, existential threat that the left and this administration is pushing or trying to push, but how do we respond uh, to this? Mark Morano, welcome to Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you, David. I'm happy to be here today. Hey, thank thank you. you for your time. Um, well, before we get into this topic, and that was a fascinating clip that we just played. I heard your interview with Tucker Carlson a few weeks ago. I also uh, heard your Mark Stein interview, and he, I believe he wrote the foreword to your book, didn't he? Yes, he did. If there's no reason. There's a, the best reason to buy Green Fraud is to read Mark Stein's forward. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, and Mark Stein, he gets it. Yeah, a Green Fraud, which came out in March of this year, is an A to Z compendium on the entire green agenda, everything from the silliness of tipping points, which I date back to the 19th century, by the way. They've been warning of the earth in 1864, climatic excess, all the way through the kids' climate movement to climate lockdowns uh, and to the Green New Deal details as well. Well, we know the left will never allow a serious crisis to go to waste. It's one of their mottos. And so we saw that in the last couple of years during the COVID lockdowns and the fear-mongering media jumped right in line to do their part and also to attack a sitting president and use whatever they can 
uh, to try to control people and suppress the truth. Well, uh, thank you for writing the book, Why the Green New Deal is Even Worse Than You Think. That's the subtitle with AOC on the cover. Um, So share with us a little bit about the book and what brought you to put that together at this time. Well, the the first book I had out was a politically incorrect guide to climate change. Yes. It came out in 2018 and then updated to 2019 with a bonus chapter on the Green New Deal. And then it turned out that the Green New Deal was going nowhere, uh, that it's, it's here to stay. And then this is their next big health care type issue. You know, how uh, Obamacare was passed. They're going to try the same tactics here. And I think they're going to try. They're essentially going to implement the Green New Deal without a vote of Congress, without introducing it as legislation. And that's what the book details is how this is going to be done through the administrative state underneath the radar through every agency right now. Biden is making every agency a climate agency. But the book goes through the Green New Deal is not green. It's not new. And it's a bad deal for America and the world. And what I mean by it's not new, I trace the origins of this back to the early 1970s to the degrowth planned recessions to fight global warming. And in addition to that, show you that the, the United Nations uh, Rio Earth Summit 1992 literally reads like the Green New Deal. This is sustainable development, which another way to read it is humans can't live freely and make their own choices because the earth can't handle it. So you need bureaucrats at every level of government dictating every aspect of your life in order to save the planet and make you a better person to boot. And that's really what the Green New Deal is. Very little about climate. And I go through and I show the the whole history of it and also how since the 1960s, every environmental crisis, in quotes, the same solution has applied, and that has been wealth redistribution, sovereignty limiting treaties, dismantling of capitalism slash, you know, planned recessions to fight whatever environmental policy. And in fact, a whole chapter on the 1970s, global cooling, who knew that they proposed a Green New Deal style solution to the man-made global cooling problem of the coming ice age in the 1970s? What's interesting, I by the way, we've got one of your bios over at heartland.org, um, the Heartland Institute, and Cal Beisner was, was with us a couple months ago, and we talked about some of these, the, just the ways to refute what they're talking about, the Greta Thunbergs of the world and how they're being promoted as the, uh, you know, the truth and, you know, listen to whatever they say. But what's fascinating, Mark, is now that we've seen what happened with COVID, um, I don't know that a lot of Americans can connect the dots with how they might use climate change to lock us down. Can you just really simplify? You said in in that interview with Tucker Carlson on Fox News that Chuck Schumer is urging Biden to declare a national climate emergency. Well, we know what they did last year when they declared a health emergency due to the Rona the coronavirus. So what would this look like? And in, in how are we are we seeing any signs that they're starting to move in this direction? We're seeing every sign. The reason my book is subtitled uh, Why the Green New Deal is Even Worse Than You Think is because of what happened during COVID era of lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so the reason that's so important to the Green New Deal is literally overnight, America and the rest of the world achieved what the Green New Deal and the climate agenda and the environmental progressive agenda had been trying to achieve since the 1960s with the overpopulation scare first launched by Paul Ehrlich, the original, you know, eco-doom monger, whatever you want to call him. (laughs) So what happened was overnight we were locked in our home, government bureaucrats telling us you can't leave, you're under curfew, you can't have outdoor barbecues, you can't go to weddings, funerals, you can't fly, you have to shut your business. Only essential services open, i.e. big mega corporations like Walmart, Amazon, um, and the big woke corporate calls. This is what happened overnight. This happened to Americans. Largest transfer of wealth from the poor middle class to the wealthy. This is not in dispute. And I actually quote Jim Cramer, the CNBC analyst in there, the financial analyst, explaining and detailing how this lockdowns transferred all this wealth. So people saw this. And this is exactly what the vision of the Green New Deal was overnight. And then, they, of course, things like universal basic income came in the form of COVID relief, all the travel restrictions. So what's happened since that time Beginning with Bo Biden's presidency, Chuck Schumer, Senator Merkley, other U.S. senators, Congressmen, urging Joe Biden to declare a national climate emergency in order to make climate on the same par with COVID. And you can 
suspend traditional democracy. Remember, blue state governors had no opposition. They could just do whatever they wanted. That's right. They could ban, uh, you know, you could ban produce aisles or ban gardening in Michigan, one example. Just crazy stuff at mm-hmm. the whim of a dictator. And that is what's happening now. We're watching it. And there's massive reports that have come out since the lockdowns and even a couple before that literally read like a lockdown for COVID, but this time they're going to be for climate. Fascinating. Fascinating. I want people to understand uh, we, we can't give them the benefit of the doubt that ah, they would never do that when we've seen what's happened in the last couple of years. By the way, Mark Levin said, if you care about America's future, read this book. And the book is called Green Fraud, Why the Green New Deal is Even Worse Than You Think. Author Mark Morano, he's with us today. ClimateDepot.com is the website. So, Mark, you mentioned the World Health Organization, and boy, most of us have barely heard them in the headlines up until uh, the Rona hit in the last couple of years. Um, so are globalists behind this agenda? And I think maybe that's a silly question because we know they are, but how, what is their interest in this? It is, is it all about breaking down the system and capitalism in America? Well, it's about raw power and it's about using China as your model. Now we had clues to this many years ago when I was at work at the United States Senate environment and public works committee, uh, and I dealt with climate change issues. This would be 2006, 2007, 2008. We're talking about Obama, George W. Bush and Obama's first term. There were New York Times columnists, UN climate chiefs, all praising China's former government because wow. they could get things done without the stifling of democracy, without all the <laughs> votes, without, they could just do what they needed to do. So that was a clue. So you mentioned World Health Organization. Here's it in a nutshell. The World Health Organization is literally controlled by China. The largest single donor to the World Health Organization is none other than Bill Gates, who also happens to be America's largest pharma, farmland owner at this point. So what happened was China installed a man named Tedros in. They, they literally couldn't have got it, uh, his position without it. They first declared climate change an existential threat. The greatest threat of the of our greatest public health threat was that was in 2018. Well, a year and a half later, the, the uh, COVID-19 comes along, World Health Organization is poised to act. And literally, the entire world, like lemmings off a cliff, followed the Communist Chinese Party's uh, propaganda on COVID-19. We saw people dropping dead in the streets, dropping over. And then we saw Chinese government officials hammering nails into their home. We were told by the World Health Organization do what China did. You must follow China. China is brilliant. China is excellent. China knows what they're doing. China's saving lives. China's the model for the world. Anthony Fauci picks this up. He's in communication with Chinese uh, officials. Donald Trump gets duped, declares it the public health, allows lockdowns. Mm. The rest is history. Yes. Now that we have that model, don't expect them to give it up. Uh, one example, uh, Governor Cuomo, New York State, just declared gun violence, a public health threat. Guess what that gives him? Dictatorial powers to regulate, ban, and do whatever he wants with guns without the messiness of democracy. Same phrases that people praise China with on the left. So we are in for it, and Republicans are pathetic and worthless. Our Republican leadership in Washington is pathetic and worthless on both these issues, by the way. Yes, and there are some new young Republicans yeah. that are trying to get in there and talk some sense into it. They're seeing the gridlock even in the Republican Party. What were you going to say, Mark? We're going to add to that? Well, I was about to just clarify. I am talking about the leadership. There's yes. a lot of great individuals. Yes. I work for Senator Inhofe. He knows the climate. Ted Cruz has been great on COVID and, and uh, Rand Paul. Yes. But in general, like the Republican leadership, uh, you know, a guy named Kevin McCarthy, the House Rep- Minority Leader, leader of all the Republicans in the House of Representatives, he comes out and says climate's a problem. We need carbon capture from CO2 capture. We need to plant trees. That's how we're going to solve this crisis. They co-opt all the arguments, concede all the junk science and the identity politics invaded science that says white supremacy is causing climate change. Just they don't argue any of that. They accept it all, and they're coming out with a new Green New Deal light version. That's Republican leadership for you. Wow, that's that's sad. I didn't hear that quote. Something you just said was very important. Now that we have that lockdown model, don't expect them to give it up. I think I paraphrased you, but the thought is that they saw how much they could get away with. They saw how much power 
they could take and, and how much power they had over the people who were willing to submit. And Mark, didn't that surprise you out of all the things that happened in the last couple of years was the almost the practical waving of the white flag of so many American citizens that you under the guise of a health you know, issue or a crisis, I never thought I'd see the day that so many, a majority of the country would just comply and really not push back. Did that surprise you as well? I, it saddened, sickened, and surprised me. Mm. I mean, I'd be the only one in a Walmart refusing to wear a mask or I'd see one or two other people in a giant Walmart. I mean, if just and right now, by the way, it's not over. California, the entire state, any kid is, is mandated in public schools to have to wear masks this coming fall for no scientific reason wow. whatsoever, even against guidelines by the, I think it's WHO guidelines. I don't know what the CD, I mean, they change on a whim, all this stuff. But <laughs> yes, I, I couldn't believe that people accepted this. And when you have a corporate government sort of pairing up and then the fear campaign, there was a, a public service announcement out of Australia that had a young woman in bed with a mask, uh, you know, a ventilator tube on, and she looked terrified and she's suffering. And the idea is, you know, obey lockdowns, obey mask mandates, get the vaccine, or this could be you. When you have government and corporations, and, the, and then there's, of course, no dissent allowed on any of our media outlets, when you have that, that is fascism, and that mm. is that is the end of the American Republic, and that's where we were. You couldn't quit. I was personally banned off the Nextdoor app. You may have a local one that is called the uh, Nextdoor app, neighborhood app. I was banned because I was telling people what illegal gyms you could go to for speakeasy, you know, to go work out during the height of the pandemic. People, and I also told them how to avoid mask mandates so you could, you could invoke a, a um, health exemption. I didn't, I didn't lie to say I had a health exemption. I invoked my legal right to a health exemption. Walmart, all these corporate chains had to let you in. And you were legally, I actually carried around a copy of the Virginia executive order when I went to stores. I had people threaten to call police on me, but I got banned just on the Nextdoor app for telling my story. Wow. And I was banned within hours, banned within hours. And I, you know, because people were so outraged that someone would be against the public health bureaucracy and the government and media uh, collusion on this whole issue. In other words, one view, and that view can change every single day. Mask good, mask bad, mask good. Lot, you know, it can change on a dime, but you have to adhere. Google, Facebook, YouTube, you can't say anything that's against what the World Health Organization or the CDC says. doesn't matter if it's true. You can be a Nobel Prize winning epidemiologist. And there were Nobel Prize who were banned and deplatformed, yes. uninvited from scientific conferences because they didn't support lockdowns, which had never been part of the public playbook, health playbook prior to. It didn't exist. Yep. There were exercises done by Rockefeller, by, by World Economic Forum by Johns Hopkins, literally down to the letter of what happened. They were preparing since 2010 with all these exercises, but they never dared to put it in official recommendation. And the exercises that they did, the simulations of viruses, literally included uh, uh, shutting down the Internet was one of them, about how we cannot allow misinformation. We shut wow. down the Internet. They were going to just have a – they proposed a total blackout across the world, a collusion. And by the way, next time you hear someone say, well, Facebook's a private company. You can't tell a private company what to do. Like <laughs> – I don't want to care. But they are, no, they are so far from a private company. They are an arm of the, of the uh, United States government. There's just no way you could ever look at them at any of these social media giants right. as a private company. It's an insult to your intelligence if someone says that to you. Sorry, you got me on a roll. Nope. I'm ramped up here. Sorry. Mark, I love your passion. And by the way, if you just tune in, we're speaking with Mark Morano, the publisher of the award-winning ClimateDepot.com. And his new book, or his recent book, is called Green Fraud. Why the Green New Deal is even worse than you think. We've got a whole lot more to talk about. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right on board with what you're saying. And, and I get ramped up, too, like that because it is astounding what we've allowed to happen. And this big tech, this one-party big tech media conglomerate, I always phrase it that way. I wrote a chapter in my book about that. And there's too much power with these corporations, with these leftists, liberals, Democrats, uh, progressives. And people don't understand the danger when you have a one-sided conglomerate like that. And by the way, if I said this, I think yesterday on t yesterday's podcast, Mark, if we disagreed with someone on the left saying whatever they're, you know, spewing about climate change, it's an existential threat. I don't want to censor them. Let them say what they want to say, but give us the opportunity to refute. Isn't that important in a free republic? 
It is. I mean, in the, in the green fraud, I detail just how the world has changed just in the last five years. Trump accelerated a lot of these trends, <laughs> the media's reaction to Trump. Yes. In other yes. words, 10 years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago, you could turn on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, and you would actually see a climate debate on TV. You would actually see crossfire on CNN where you had each. Support. That's not even an option now. You know, 2016, I had my first film, Climate Hustle, came out. And we were featured on Associated Press. We were in 400-plus theaters. We were in uh, a variety. We were in massive na- major news publications across the country, New York Times. Fast forward, our movie was going to be in almost 800 theaters in 2020. Not a single mainstream outlet would touch it. Why? Because basically the memo came out that the mainstream media was no longer going to give conservatives other than just characterizing them or making caricatures of them and using, you know, straw man argument, they were never going to feature them, allow them on any debates again. I mean, you'll see this on even Meet the Press and all that. You get a few Republican congressmen, but they're usually restrained. But there's no actual policy debates. And that's what's changed in the last years. And you have, even now you have CBS News anchor. I wouldn't interview a climate change denier for the same reason I wouldn't interview a Holocaust denier. You have the Los Angeles Times. They won't even publish letters to the editor. So what's missing in our culture is exactly what you said, David. There is no forum for any actual debate. Yep. You have each side talking to itself, and whether it's Fox News or CNN, the only place you actually get it, and it's rare and muted, is during a congressional hearing when, like, say, Fauci is called up before a uh, committee. But even that is tepid. You might get Ted Cruz or Rand Paul asking a few questions, but that's about it. You'll never see Fauci challenged in any other interviews. You'll never see climate scientists ever challenged. They'll never debate. It's just incredible. So we're just on an echo, but they don't need that debate. And the reason why it's about increasing their power and it's about no longer, they won't even introduce legislation anymore. Legislation is so 20th century. They're done with it. That's, they don't need no stinking democracy. Mm. Everything now is done, not just executive orders, but through every cabinet agency and through behind the scenes, through these emergency declarations, through essentially what the blue state governors did. That's the new yes. model yep. for the progressive left. And they're getting away with it. I just want to say that again. They are getting away with it massively across the country. And, you know, what Biden's doing now behind the scenes on climate we haven't even touched the surface. He's changing the banking laws. He's put, introducing environmental social governance. You won't even be able to get, if you're trying to loan someone an energy project money, you won't be able to because that's going to be considered a bad social credit score. you got the vaccine passports in collusion with, oh, the government won't do a, a, a vaccine mandate, but hey, we're working with all these big corporations and they're <laughs> going to do it. Hey, talk to them. They're private companies, but hey, they would never, you know, we, we, work, in, we work in complete, uh, you know, this is one reason why the left doesn't complain about about big business anymore. Why? Because every corporate board and big business board is terrified of the woke left and panders to their everyone. They control yes. big business. They control Amen. the deep administrative state. And so, you know, again, conservatives, Republicans are generally uninformed on all this stuff. It's just, it, that's why I'm so pessimistic. <laughs> Sorry about the pessimism. That's all right. You're a realist too, but I love your passion. Mark Morano, climatedepot.com. We've got to take a break. Um, When we come back, by the way, they're flying American flags in other countries that are protesting communism. I thought that's interesting. But um, coming up, ration cards for CO2 use. I hear that's happening in Europe, and what happens in Europe doesn't stay in Europe, unfortunately. More with Mark Morano coming up on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Our guest today, Mark Morano, author of The Green Fraud, Why the Green New Deal is Even Worse Than You Think. And of course, he's the publisher at climatedepot.com. Uh, Mark, we love your passion, and I'm going to let you go on this one. But first, before we talk about this r- rationing of CO2 use um, in the UK and how that could come to America... This recent story, I got to get your take on this. It came out in the last day or two. Billionaires descend on Sun Valley in private jets to talk about climate change. And there's, of course, a picture of Bill Gates there. It looks like another Gulfstream owned by Jeff Bezos uh, uh, was there. It's just the hypocrisy, 
We've seen Hollywood celebrities fly around the world, Leonardo DiCaprio and others, to share their concerns about the existential threat of climate change. So just share your thoughts. How should we look at these articles when we see this happening and not point to the hypocrisy? Well, what's incredible is Bill Gates actually in January of this year said that the lockdowns will have to continue. There's no, we have no choice but to do it. Now, Bill Gates, at the exact same time, he was telling everyone they needed to stay under lockdown, no travel, etc. He was making a bid for the world's la- largest private jet company, uh. which I think was three or four billion dollars. So you're getting a picture here that, that clearly is emerging. Yeah. Billionaires like Branson, Bezos, Gates, their lives aren't going to be affected one ounce. They're going to be flying around the world That's as right. they see fit. Bill Gates and his friends with his private jet transport company aren't going to be affected by these lockdowns. They laugh. Meanwhile, we're being told by climate activists that we can only fly when it's, quote, morally justifiable, unquote. That was what climate activist Eric Holtheis has proposed. And actually, every major report from the U.K. government to the International Energy Agency all uh, feature as one of their main components of a climate lockdown, restrictions on travel, mileage limitations, speed limitation, uh, going after private vehicle ownership. In fact, uh, one of the Democratic candidates for president, Andrew Yang, proposed a roving fleet of electric cars uh, for people, <laughs> rental cars, instead wow. of a private car ownership. So when you see that, when you see these people, fly, another thing that's interesting is for the first time we see a crack in their their messaging because CNN is upset. I think it was Brian Seltzer or whatever, the anchor, is upset at the space war between Bezos and Branson going up on you know these fly- flights in space because of the climate impact. I believe one of the space flights, uh, or at least a, a few minutes of their space flight is equivalent to like around-the-world flights for individuals. So it's not even close. Their carbon footprint is massive Jeez. on that. But they're billionaires. They can do whatever they want. And they rule the world like an evil Bond villain. They really do. These are These are these are literally our new uh, our new leaders. Forget about voting. It doesn't matter is what I'm trying to tell you, because these are these are coming through the administrative state with no one voting for these things. Yes. Ask yourself, why do you have what are these? Stu- I can't, they're made out of uh, you know, either corn paper, these straws that dissolve in your cup after like five minutes. How did that happen? Did you ever vote on that? Did your leader vote on that? No, this is all stuff done behind the bureaucracy. That's right. Why is your cars getting so expensive? These are renewable fuel standards. These are stuff that may have been voted on 15, 20 years ago for completely different reasons. They're reinterpreted by government bureaucrats and courts to be done as what, whatever you want, which is causing devastating impacts to American energy. But anyway. Wow. No, that's climate hypocrisy. And by the way, that article says the event is basically a summer camp for some of the world's billionaires, Bezos, Gates, Zuckerberg, and a closing speech by Warren Buffett. But what's fascinating is they're going, like you said, and they're going after freedom of movement, even after private car ownership. So I understand that they're trying to limit carbon emissions, but they're looking at private car ownership. And uh, you mentioned uh, what Yang uh, introduced. How would they actually make that work in a country like America? Well, first of all, what they're going to do is several things. A, they've already statutorily killed the American SUV. Now you say, how is that possible? I go, I see them. They're at dealerships. If they're, they are cranking up these cafe fuel economy standards. So what's going to happen is you're no longer SUVs, unless this is stopped, are not going to be tenable. You're not going to be legally allowed to make it. Automakers aren't going to be allowed to make them because they're going to have to get smaller and lighter. And by the way, more dangerous because smaller, lighter cars have higher death rates mm-hmm. than, than heavier cars, especially SUVs. Many of them have body on frame. So. That's point one. Second thing they're going to do is they're going to choke the lifeblood of these vehicles. Gasoline. We now have, you know, the colonial pipeline hack exposed all, the, all, all of the, uh, the, our vulnerability and all the gas lines. We had 1970-style gas lines here in Virginia for about four days. And actually, we didn't even have the gas lines in some of them because they were out of gas because of one alleged hack. I still don't know the real story about what happened there. But besides that, you have all these refineries shutting down. You have Joe Biden coming in, killing pipelines, killing any kind of energy exploration on federal lands. They're now going after the American fracking revolution, which has been, which is going to be a death of a thousand cuts. Mm. And what this means is you go back 12 years, David, 
the International Energy Age, all these major people that made energy predictions, they didn't predict a darn thing that actually happened. The fracking, natural gas revolution in places like Ohio, Texas, Pennsylvania, have made America the world's largest oil and gas producer by 2019. We had more energy uh, production than consumption and more energy exports and imports for the first time since Harry Truman was president in 1952. Wow. Biden is reversing all of that. In the last seven months, are you ready? Drum roll, please. Uh-oh. We are now reduced to an American president begging OPEC to increase production to deal with American fuel shortages. We have Russian uh, gas exports nearing record highs in the last seven months. And we have the United States going to meet with China and Russia trying to capitulate, telling them we're going to be committing more to the climate agenda and shutting down more of our industry and making us more uh, reliant on China for rare earth minerals that, ne- that are necessary for solar, wind, and electric car batteries. I can't even believe it's happening. This is like mm. you couldn't destroy America faster with more intent if you tried than what they've done in the last eight months. This is where we are. Amen. Uh, Mark, uh, Kevin Sorbo also uh, wrote a little, um, a dedica- not a dedication, but an endorsement of your book. Uh, we've had him on this podcast before, and he, of course, was uh, a narrator for the film Climate Hustle. What was your involvement in Climate Hustle? Were you one of the producers? Yeah, I was the writer, producer, and I was the correspondent. Kevin Sorbo was the host, and I was the correspondent that did uh, a lot of the interviews and everything. So, yeah, he was great to work with. Awesome. Like I was supposed to have a uh, a vet coming up here, but he has to. He's his, he's got a shooting schedule now because of COVID, all the delays. <laughs> so, uh, but but he's he was he is fantastic. He knows Hollywood in yep. and out. And yeah. he was great. He did a whole section on climate change, uh, the climate change religion. How it's basically, uh, it's climate is the new religion it for is. urban atheists. It is. It's a and, religion. Uh, actually, and it, it truly is. In fact, who even believed the New York Times or the Washington Post believe in the afterlife? Well, they do, but only for climate deniers, and it's only hell. That's the only time you'll ever see these papers talk about it. We had the Tom uh, Tom Friedman actually wrote in the New York Times. If you are a climate denier, may you, you as punishable, may you go into hell for that. It's basically he believes that. And then uh, the Washington Post featured a theologian talking about the sin of climate denial. The only time they'll talk about religion is if you don't follow their essentially government corporate agenda. Wow. Um, Guys, you got to check out this book, by the way. (laughs) Excuse me, by the way, Green Fraud and uh, Mark Morano. Um, a lot of great comments on there. Mark Levin, like I said before, Sean Hannity, also Brent Bozell, Media Research Center, uh, Kevin Sorbo, and others. Uh, powerful words just endorsing your book, Mark. And uh, Climate Depot, where else can people find out about your work? You go to climatedepot.com, and it's uh, also the, the book is Green Fraud. And it's actually available on Amazon. Mark Stein has offered to sell it at his website because Amazon's under pressure to cancel the book because they're trying to be climate champions and the activists are like, how dare you sell a climate denier book? So, (laughs) uh, but climatedepot.com is my daily website. And by the way, you mentioned the CO2 budget just real quick. CO2 budget for every man, woman, and child on the planet. CO2 ration cards. We're seeing this now creep into America. In Texas, they have the smart meters, which literally now on hot days, can turn off your air conditioner unbeknownst to you. The government and regulators uh, take over your thermostat. They're talking about monitoring a personal carbon budget. So they'll monitor how, how, much, you're, how much gas you're buying. Uh, so like a Chinese social credit system. We are not that far away from this. This is, you know, we're already talking about monitoring and, and controlling what text we send. We're seeing that in the last few days. So the idea of watching your energy and then the idea is if you go under, you get a credit. If you go over, you have to pay. It's a very similar to what they've tried to do with businesses and energy companies. Give them massive amounts of paperwork. Give them massive amounts of costs. Give them massive amounts of new regulation. Anything you can do to shut them down and make the cost of energy more expensive because that is their goal. Uh, Vine's energy secretary actually said at one point he wanted European-style gas prices in the United States. Well, that would be seven, eight dollars a gallon. It's That's coming. what they want. That was their goal yes. because that will that they don't have to then pass a law that says we are locking you down and people would protest. No, now they can just say, "Gosh, gas is so expensive. Sorry, you guys can't afford to go anywhere." As they jet around on private jets, and you know, this is 
we're in for it. I didn't even get into it, but it's called the Great Reset, World Economic Forum. That's in yep. the book as well. They actually are calling for a global Great Reset of capitalism due yes. uh, due, due to COVID nineteen, and they're going to be this time. It'll be for the climate. So, what I'm saying is not my fears, my speculation. The book actually details the exact plan in their own words, with their footnotes, with the time, date, exact quotes, plan, who's involved, how they brag about it. This is not some conspiracy. In fact, I would say this, 2020, the year conspiracy realities outnumbered conspiracy theories. I like that. I'll end it for you. I like that. No, I'd like to just extend this another minute and a half here. We've had Alex Newman on talk about the Great Reset. And, um, you know, when you said Texas, that piqued my interest because of all states, I would think Oklahoma, you know, Kentucky, some of these conservative states, uh, South Dakota, but Texas, we understand how they can see how much energy you're using, Mark, but how do they regulate or control it? Could you explain that for those of us who are simple-minded? Well, you have to, in order to control your service, you have to get, in fact, you get these um, ads and promotions, get a smart meter from your gut meter. Ah. The idea is, uh, this, it's the smart meter people. This okay. is how they're slowly introducing it. Now, right now, you have a choice. But just imagine in one or two years, a new executive order, you must get a smart meter. We're facing not only a climate crisis, but an energy crisis. And it's Americans' fault. You're not doing your part. So we're <laughs> yes. going to have to do this. And when, Aside from even smart meters, rolling blackouts. We're seeing that in California. Why? Because California has done everything possible to, to literally undercut their entire energy production and go to the most unreliable forms of energy based on the ideology of a climate crisis. So therefore, even if you don't have a smart meter, it's not going to matter much if you can't, you know, if your electricity is going through rolling blackouts in order to meet demand. This wow. is, we've seen this in Europe. The head of the UK power, which I feature in the book, actually said, Told we cannot be get used to elect. We have to get used to electricity only when it's available. We have to get used to the fact that families can't just expect to use appliances because they're expecting rolling blackouts. Why? Because when you shut down hundreds of years of reliable fossil fueled energy based on an ideology that the Earth's about to end and we can't handle it, and it's somehow destroying Mother Earth, and we have to mandate solar and wind power, which by the way is as equally environmentally destructive as fossil fuels or more, that's what you get. You get blackouts. And by the way, China is poised to benefit uh, on all of this. Of they course. have mines in Africa, a coal boat. They're buying up Africa. Wow. They have human rights violations. They have slave labor in China making solar panels, even the Washington. Again, I like to say this so people don't just think it's right-wing misinformation. Even the Washington <laughs> Post did an article last week upset about buying solar panels off of made from slave labor. So these are real issues, and we're just handing it all to them. But it yes. doesn't matter because we're saving the earth. That's right. And that's right. a whole other issue we didn't even get into. That's <laughs> right. Well, we'll do, do, well, I'd love to have you back, Mark. We'll try to set that up. But it's fascinating. The Biden administration doesn't say a whole lot against China, and that's by design. They, Of course, they are supported by China, the CCP, Chinese Communist Party. But what you said, I want to remember— People uh, have people remember your quote. Now that we have the lockdown model, don't expect the left to give it up. And we'll talk more. I'm sure we'll hear more about climate lockdowns that are coming. And thank you, Mark, for your expertise. Again, the book, Green Fraud, Why the Green New Deal is Even Worse Than You Think. God bless you, brother. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much, David. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Uh, when we come back, I've got a couple recent articles to tackle, and one of them has to do with parental rights in the schools. The other one is knock, knock on your door. It's government overreach on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. I love guests like Mark Murano, where you can just uh, just ask them something, and they have the the research and the expertise just to just to go with it, and just to share with you some information that uh, I think people really need to hear. Um, he mentioned Congress, and um, you know we're disappointed at some of the lifelong, um, I guess you would say, establishment Republicans that aren't resisting the left's agendas. But there are some good young people in there. Dan Crenshaw is one of them. Knock, knock. It's government overreach. <laughs> this is an article uh, that I just recently picked up that, you know, they're going door to door targeting door to door outreach to get remaining Americans vaccinated. Here's another 
part of the agenda, right? So the Biden administration is pushing this. They are organizing. There's that word again. He said, now we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors to help get to the remaining people, to help get the remaining people protected from the virus. If you haven't heard that quote from President Joe Biden. So the last thing you want is to have someone come to your home and try to sell you something you don't want, you don't need, or maybe even force something on you that might not be good for you uh, or, 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 you know, might not give you an opportunity to say, ah, no. Dan Crenshaw, he's a Republican in Texas. I love this man. He said, how about don't knock on my door? You're not my parents. You're the government. Make the vaccine available and let the people free to be free to choose. Why is this concept so hard for the left? Good question. What about the schools? Meanwhile, in Ohio, House Bill 244 is a law banning schools and universities from mandating that students and staff be vaccinated against COVID-19 as a prerequisite to work at or attend the school in the Buckeye State. Linda Harvey of Mission America is from Ohio. She's another one of our guests on this podcast. By the way, she interviewed me last month. It was a blessing to be on her radio program. Um, Linda says lawmakers there in Ohio recognize the government and other organizations cannot require people to receive a vaccine that has not received full approval from the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. She believes, like most of us do, families should be allowed to make their own decisions. But it's fascinating. This is not what's happening, is it? She says, I think a lot of people just believe that, uh, certainly with our kids, this is definitely something that needs to be left up to families in consultation with physicians and not be dictated by the government. Thank you, Linda Harvey at Mission America. So now there's this other article that I teased at the beginning of the podcast today. Okay, one more. One more from uh, Laura Ingram uh, talking about her old state of Connecticut. Oh, my goodness. Parents there are suing to uh, enjoin a new law that requires this law in Connecticut that requires kindergartners to be vaccinated, even if it violates violates parents' religious beliefs. But when it comes to directly violating parental rights, D.C. takes the cake. Now, in a story that uh, Laura Ingram reported on a couple nights ago, uh, new legislation there allows children as young as 11 to get any vaccine, including COVID-19s, without parental consent. What's happening in our public schools, friends? Who's raising your kids? What's all this? I mean, we've seen it with the, the massive hypersexualized agenda in the public schools about teaching sex, I mean, health or science, LGBTQ uh, garbage propaganda to kids without parental consent. And now they're willing to stick a needle in, in 11-year-olds without parental consent? I don't, I don't get this. So let's go to this thing. A, a listener, her name is Holly. Thank you, Holly, if you're listening. Sent me this. Heads up. This is from the Lake County in Illinois Health Department and Community Health Center. This is a literal printout they send out to volunteers. Community Health Ambassador Outreach. Hey, what's wrong? What could go wrong with a community health ambassador? That sounds like a good thing, right? Well, what this is is a door-knocking project to increase COVID vaccine acceptance. They're sending this out. It's one, two, three, four, five pages, including a chart blank, a chart that you can fill out where you're going to, what building, what floor, apartment, if they're vaccinated, if they're not vaccinated, if they need the vaccination, any questions, concerns, and then a space for contact info or follow-up. So again, this is from Lake County, Illinois, and this is not the only place in the country that's doing this because the Biden administration is behind it. Helpful hints. If you're, not, if you're nervous, that's okay. We still get nervous, even if we've done this before, meaning knock on doors, right? You don't need to have all the answers. And it goes on to encourage people to have them 
you know, call the government if they have any questions. So they're saying inform people. Your job is to equip the person at the door with the information and the resources they need to make an informed decision about their health. Well, if they're, if, if they're, stop right there. If they're encouraging people to make informed decisions, how come they're shutting down one side of the information sources and resources? How come they're censoring speech, platforms, news outlets, sources, conservatives, Christians, even doctors? As Mark Morano said, they're even shutting down conservative or <laughs> scientists or doctors that are not on the side of the left or the progressives or the globalists. All right, let's go on here. Again, this is under the guise of being these volunteers going door to door. They're called community health ambassadors. Sounds good. I want to be one. A community health ambassador. Travis, doesn't that sound good? He's nodding. He's nodding, yeah. Yeah, community health ambassador. We are, by the way, Second uh, Corinthians 5.20, we are ambassadors for Christ first and foremost. But let's get back to this. So knock on the door and then back up. Follow COVID-19 distancing protocols and speak clearly. Um, use your script. <laughs> this will give you the basics. Leave a flyer. Even if they're already vaccinated, they might want to share it with a friend or neighbor. Uh, it says, let's see, uh, report on your work, have fun. What you're doing is amazing. Again, this is going door to door with th these forms. And here's a Q&A. Before you go, um, give the site captain the coordinates with the property. So now part of this documentation is to go to senior citizen centers and nursing homes, right? So they want you, so like one of the questions, I would like to come by your, you call on the phone. I would like to come by your property, your facility to see if your seniors need any information regarding the COVID vaccine. I would like to come by this, whatever, blank, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, at, at whatever time. If they say we don't allow solicitation on our property, the response they're telling people, these volunteers, I understand, but I'm not selling anything. Stop right there. Technically, they're not selling anything, but what's the media doing? What's Hollywood doing with their commercials? Get the shot. Save lives. You don't want to kill anybody. You don't want to kill people. You don't want people to die. Get the shot. Be responsible. And then even in the church, love your neighbor. Get the shot. Public schools, the Democrat parties, the globalists, it's not just these volunteers going door to door because of the government, because of the Biden administration. We've been seeing commercials. Are you tired of the commercials yet on television? Hollywood virtue signalers saying, I got the shot. You need to get the shot too. Oh, save lives. Well, if you want more information, now there is even a commercial with teenagers, young kids who know nothing about it and are, are barely vulnerable. I think the last study was um, less than 4% of teens and younger got COVID, less than 4%, if I remember right. Don't quote me, though. I'm human. So back to this paperwork on <laughs> this community health ambassador outreach door-knocking project. It's what if the response is, my residents are very skeptical, skeptical about strangers or about getting scammed. The response of the door knocker is to say, again, we're not selling anything. We would just like to ask them if they're interested in getting the vaccine. And if not, why not? <laughs> but they're not selling anything. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. This is fun. I mean, I mean, it's I hate the fact that this is happening, but you got to look at that. There's they're so organized. Can you imagine? Imagine, if you will, if you would. Going door to door with Bibles and pocket constitutions. Imagine, if you will, these door knockers trying to sell, quote, the vaccine, the shot. And by the way, I think I've read some things that you, they're going to say you're going to need another booster. Even if you've had two vaxes next year, another booster is going to be available. At least that's what they're working on now. What a bunch of BS, right? So if they come to your door, share the gospel. 
Say, I'd be happy to listen to you if you would just give me 30 seconds. If you heard the good news about Jesus Christ, the Son of God who came to the earth and died for the sins of mankind, that if we would just believe and repent of our sins, we would have everlasting life and be forgiven, and then we are changed when the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, when we're converted. Have you heard that good news? That was like less than 60 seconds. I just got the gospel out in, the, in a nutshell in one sentence, in one question, if they come knocking on your door, give them the gospel. Scare them away. If that scares them, so be it. And then talk about, are you more concerned about the greatest virus in the history of the world? That would be sin that will affect you eternally. Aren't you concerned about that virus? All right. Sorry, guys. I got off on a little tangent. This idea of door knocking, though. Yeah, so we should do that. But imagine if the church was as organized as these people, the globalists, the leftists, the atheists, the socialists, the communists, the progressives uh, in our government and that are trying to push this garbage. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't any people with compromised immune systems. And going back to the first two segments with Mark Morano about the climate hustle, Um, I'm not saying that we shouldn't recycle and do things that would take care of the environment. We are to be responsible, of course. So I'm not saying be irresponsible. So don't try to twist my words. What I'm saying is, like the Bible says, test all things, spiritually, of course, be discerning of spirits, but also test all things and use wisdom and pray and have a biblical worldview. And and we we do not fear the world. We are not to love the world. And we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So anyway, I'm, I'm not going to get through this, but you get the idea. And then there's a section for if they've received the vaccine, you know, then they, there's things you can say. If they have not received the vaccine, there's things you can say. So, um, so they're starting with the seniors, I guess, going to some of these senior centers and nursing homes and and assisted living, and they're going to talk. These are community health ambassadors, right? It's an outreach door-knocking project. Look for those or look for that wording um, in information. The news is not reporting on this, obviously, because as Dan Crenshaw said, and I love to quote him again, "How how about if you don't knock on my door? You're not my parents. You're the government. What's so hard for that concept for, what's so hard? Why is that so concept so hard for the left? You make the vaccine available. Let people be free to choose. Isn't that what we should be in America? Be free to choose. And by the way, those other countries, Cuba, Venezuela, Hong Kong, Iran, why are they waving American flags? What does the American flag stand for to them when it doesn't even stand for that to our young people in the public schools and universities and young adults in America? Um, only a third in that recent survey, proud Uh, to be an American. Well, in other countries that are protesting communism at their own risk, I'm looking at pictures of four different countries. They've got American flags, T-shirts, they're holding up flags. What does that mean? Freedom. Let's remember, friends. Again, Mark Morano said, now that we have the lockdown model, don't expect the left to give it up. They'll use it however they can for control, And we've given them a little too much leeway here. Actually, a lot. Anyway, thanks for putting up with my rant as well. A couple other stories we'll have to get to in a couple days. But tomorrow, actually, you know what? When you come back, I'll let you know who our guests are the rest of this week. And you're going to want to listen tomorrow on Stand Up For The Truth. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now, we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. Please, guys, go to StandUpForTheTruth.com and share these podcasts and even from our Facebook page, please. Tomorrow's guest, Pastor Steve Smotherman, Legacy Church, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Carl Kirby on Thursday, Reasons For Hope, and Dr. Ray Rhodes on Friday. Thank you so much again for your support and for tuning in. God bless you, and as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.